Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Thank you for being with us. It's been a rough week for the Republican Party, and after a week of election losses across the board, From the governor's race in Kentucky to the state legislature in Virginia, it's begging the question, why is Ronna Romney McDaniel still running the Republican National Committee? Just a day after the Republicans lost those elections, the RNC hosted their third presidential debate, wasting more time and wasting more money. One pundit said they all looked like they were in a Saturday Night Live skit on that stage, The final five, let's call them survivors or stragglers, but there they are. Chris Christie, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Tim Scott. Not one of them has even a 1% chance of beating Donald Trump in a primary, according to polling going back to as, well, as far back as last year. So why is the Republican National Committee wasting time and money on these debates? The truth of the matter is Ronna McDaniel has never won a thing. She did nothing to help Trump in 2020. She oversaw the loss of the Senate, the loss of the House, the presidency. The only reason the Republicans won back the House in 2022 was because of the members' message to the American people that order needed to be restored so that the Biden crime family could be investigated and checks and balances restored and put on the Marxist dim dictator himself puppet President Joe Biden. And with just a few weeks on the job, Speaker of the House Mike Johnson has already shown more leadership, principal decision-making than Kevin McCarthy in the eyes of the American people. A new Rasmussen poll finds 47% of likely voters have a favorable opinion of Johnson, and that includes 63% Republicans, 35% Dems, 57% of Republicans say Johnson will do a better job than McCarthy. 
and not many people knew who Mike Johnson was a few weeks ago. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan is another Republican who is both liked and highly respected, and his committee is doing the Lord's work. This week, his committee uncovered new emails showing officials at the Department of Homeland Security created a Stanford University disinformation group that censored conservative American voices and speech before the 2020 election. The interim report showed internal communications from the group, known as the Election Integrity Partnership, showing how it worked with the DHS agency, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. That agency suppressed and removed online speech in coordination with big tech companies. CISA is the same organization that put out a statement just days after the 2020 election telling all of us, all Americans, that it was the most secure election in history. Here is Chairman Jordan on this latest revelation. Six years ago, we had a hearing about attempts to curtail free speech on college campuses right next door in the Oversight Committee. The hearing touched on emerging threats to the First Amendment, safe spaces, cancel culture, and the targeting of conservative activist student groups. Unfortunately, this was not a fad, and the hostility towards certain points of view, and particularly conservative points of view, has only grown worse. And it's no longer universities just censoring their students. We now know that American universities were working with the federal government to systematically target speech on the internet. Just this week, the committee released, uh, committee Republicans released information showing Stanford University worked with the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, and the State Department's Global Engagement Center to censor certain speech in the lead up to the 2020 election. Big government, big academia, and big tech all colluding to limit Americans' First Amendment free speech rights. They were targeting jokes, political opinions. Most importantly, they targeted true information. But the speech that was censored all leaned a certain way. What used to be the bastions of free speech and the marketplace of ideas evolved into institutions of activism and suppression. With, quote, safe spaces and free speech zones aimed to protect students from violence, one would think Jewish students would have somewhere to turn as violent pro-Hamas students take to their demonstrations and have harmed students on college campuses. That's not the case, as we will see in today's hearing. Nearly a 400% increase in anti-Semitic incidents, <coughs> including harassment, vandalism, and assault in the two weeks after the Hamas attacks against Israel. We need to be doing more to protect the freedom of expression. Imagine that. Three years after the 2020 election, we're just now confirming what we already knew, that the Marxist Dems did anything they could to destroy the country and at any expense and continue to do so. Our guest today is a man who's been fighting against the Marxist Dems for years and is fighting harder than ever. He's Senator Ted Cruz from the great state of Texas, and he has a brand new book out. It's titled Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism in America. Senator, great to have you with us. Congratulations on the new book. Let's talk about cultural Marxism. Give us a sense of what you mean when you talk about cultural Marxism versus good old plain old Soviet style Marxism. Right. Well, well, sure. It's good to be with you, Lou. Thank you for having me. Um, look, I, I wrote this book because like like millions of Americans, I'm, I'm infuriated and, and, and at what is happening to our country. And, and many of us are wondering, how in the hell did this happen? 
And, and, and in the book, which, which is called Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism in America, uh, this book chronicles how the radical left seized control of the major institutions in our nation. And, and so chapter one of the book, it starts with universities. And, and, and I refer to universities as the Wuhan lab of the woke virus. Uh, the universities are where it was invented, where it was created, and they're where it mutated, and they're where it spread. And then each chapter of the book focuses on a different institution that the radical left has taken over. So it goes from universities to K through 12 education, elementary school, junior high, high school. From there, it goes to journalism. And sadly, most of corporate journalism is utterly destroyed, a, a world you know very, very well. Yeah. From there, it, it, it goes to big business and, and big business, more and more woke corporations are, are, are engaged in politics rather than business from big business. It goes to big tech, which is engaged in pervasive censorship from big tech. It goes to entertainment, Hollywood, movies, TVs, TV, music, sports, perhaps the most consequential of all of the institutions. And then from there, it goes to science, the profound politicization of science. And then the final chapter in the book is on China. And I explain how China is a nexus that connects all of these institutions. And, and the purpose of the book is really twofold. Number one, to explain how and why radical leftists seized control from the inside of these institutions. But then number two, to lay out a battle plan, a precise plan of action for taking the institutions back. Because if we don't, we will lose our country. And we're in the process of doing exactly that yeah. this very moment. And exactly. on, on this podcast, I occasionally talk about Marxism and the uh, the just extraordinary control that the Marxist Dems that's also taken over the Democrat Party. I think it's important to, to add. Yeah. And the Marxist Dems control every agency in every department of the federal government. It is not an overstatement. It is not hyperbole. It is the extant reality. Uh, your your judgment on how do we begin, begin at least, to roll back Marxism in the government? And is it the appropriate institution to begin with? Is it uh, a smarter play to go to business, uh, uh, to universities, public schools, K through 12? I, look, I think we need to fight for every one of these institutions. You're absolutely right that in the federal government right now, we see cultural Marxist setting policy. And there, there's a chapter in the book that focuses on government and the weaponization of the Department of Justice, of the FBI, of the IRS, of the entire federal government. And, and you know, you, your first question you ask, what is cultural Marxism? And I think it, it, it understanding what it is helps us understand how we fight back at it. Marxism originated, as you know, with, with Karl Marx when he wrote the Communist Manifesto. And, and he laid out a worldview that society is fundamentally and irreconcilably a conflict, a conflict between oppressors and victims. And he looked at it uh, from a socioeconomic perspective. And so for Marx, the oppressors were the owners of capital and the victims were the proletariat, the workers. And Marx's solution that he put forward was a violent revolution of the proletariat to overthrow the owners of capital and to use government power to forcibly redistribute the wealth and the power from the oppressors to the victims. Now, the book Unwoke chronicles how starting in the 1960s and 70s, 
Marxists began infiltrating universities, getting tenured positions on college campuses. And, and first of all, they were plain vanilla Marxists. They believed in, in communism, as I just described. But from there, it mutated and, 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 and critical race theory was born, which uses the same Marxist frame of oppressors and victims. But instead of being socioeconomic, it looks at race and it posits an irreconcilable conflict based on race and the same solution, a violent overthrow of the victims over the oppressors. From there, it mutated to gender and sexual orientation and gender identity. And, and, and we're seeing right now the manifestation, you know, uh, in, in the, the rabid anti-Semitism we're seeing. I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking with a very successful tech entrepreneur in Silicon Valley, someone who leans, leans left, has consistently been a Democrat. And Louie was asking me, he was befuddled. Where did this vicious anti-Semitism on the left come from, whether it's the squad in the House or all of these protests and riots on college campuses? And I explained to him that for the radical leftists, Jews are coded as oppressors and Palestinians are coded as victims. And so the cultural Marxists support the violent overthrow by the victims of the oppressors and using force to redistribute power. And that is why you see the cultural Marxists celebrating the Hamas terrorists. It's why you see at Harvard, my alma mater, you see 35 student groups putting out an absurd statement that all of the murders and rapes and atrocities carried out by the Hamas terrorists are 100% the fault of Israel. That is because cultural Marxists support the violent overthrow. And we're seeing that across the arena on the far left. And of course, that interpretation and that extrapolation on the part of the Marxists uh, is fundamentally flawed uh, and uh, I, I think speaks to something of a cognitive issue uh, that is common uh, to, to Marxism in this country uh, and globally. We're going to take up that issue. We're going to take up uh, another important institution that I know is uh, near and dear to your heart. And that is the legal profession, the federal yeah. judiciary in particular, and what has become of our law schools and the lawyers that they're graduating uh, into our society. We're talking with Senator Ted Cruz. The Great America Show will continue in one moment. Please stay with us. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. 
We're talking with Senator Ted Cruz. Welcome back. And Senator, thanks again for being here. A fascinating book, and we recommend it highly uh, to everyone. Unwoke, something we need to get uh, get underway right now. Let's turn to the legal profession. I was talking with yep. Alan Dershowitz uh, some uh, weeks ago, and he started explaining how the left ha- and the Marxists have taken a foothold in the law schools themselves that are turning out all of the lawyers, bright and able and uh, uh, ambulance chasers as well, but all exposed to the Marxist uh, ideology and they have to conform uh, yep. or they don't do as well as they might otherwise do. That is that ebbing? Uh, is it uh, intensifying? And how concerned should every American be about uh, our judiciary and the lawyers uh, that make up the entire legal system? So we should be very concerned. And unfortunately, it's intensifying. It's getting worse. You know, as you know, Alan Dershowitz is a good friend of mine. He was right. my criminal law professor when I was in law school. And, and I still remember I showed up as a 1L, a first year law student in 1993. And, and Dersh was, was, was up front and, 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 he, and he, said, he said, listen, he said on any objective measure, he said, I'm one of the, I'm in the most liberal 1% of America. I'm an old school liberal. But he said the bizarre thing about Harvard Law School is I'm considered relatively conservative here because Alan, among other things, is willing to support Israel and he passionately supports Israel. Right. And Alan also passionately supports free speech. And, and today's illiberal left, the cultural Marxist, they don't believe in free speech. They believe in power and censorship and, and forcing you to submit. And, and the opening chapter talk in the book on woke, I, I, focusing on the universities, you asked about law schools. I talk about Stanford Law School, and you may remember an incident a number of months ago where a federal appellate judge, Kyle Duncan, went to give a speech, a sponsored speech on campus. Right. And the law students there began screaming and, 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 and yelling epithets at him and screaming, I hope your daughters get raped. And, and it, was, it was an unruly mob that shouted him down, prevented him from giving a speech. And it, it was really a disgraceful performance. Now, if any lawyer tried to do what those law students did. If you tried to shout down and curse at a federal judge, you'd be held in contempt and you'd go to jail. That, that is not, lawyers don't get to do what they just did. Now, when that happened, it, 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 was, it was a very sad chapter, but I described two things that I did in response that produced meaningful results. Number one, uh, I wrote a letter both to the Stanford president and to, and to the dean of the Stanford Law School calling on Stanford to fire the administrator, the DEI administrator who came in and sided with the mob over the federal judge. And Lou, remarkably, the administration of Stanford did exactly that. And there's power to shining a light and, 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 and they fired their administrator. That was a major victory. A second thing I did, I sent a letter to the Texas State Bar and, and called on the bar to, to impose extra scrutiny on graduates from Stanford Law School. Now, to be a member of the bar, to be admitted to the bar, you have to pass a character and fitness test. And in my view, if you are screaming and cursing at judges, you are not demonstrating the character and fitness that a member of the bar is expected to have. And, and I wrote the letter, and, and I reproduce in the book the response I got. I got a response from the Chief Justice of the Texas Supreme Court, Nathan Hecht, whom I know well. And he wrote back saying that, that, that they, he emphatically agreed. And going forward, the Texas bar would, would, would conduct additional inquiry of graduates, especially 
from Stanford Law School and Yale Law School where they've had similar incidents because the administrators were not protecting free speech, were not stopping unruly students. So the Texas State Bar was going to independently inquire to make sure that they were not admitting to the Texas Bar people that, that, that could not engage in a civil, respectful conversation with a federal judge. And so that's an example of the kinds of victories. And in my book, I call for other state bars, for Florida bars and, and other at least red state bars to do the same thing, because in order to stop what's happening, there have to be meaningful consequences. People respond to incentives. And so one of the themes of the solutions that I push in this book is on the cost benefit ledger, we need to substantially increase the cost of the radical behavior that's becoming the norm. And that that Marxist uh, the culture of Marxism in the in the bar. Uh, one final question: uh, Lawfare. Yep. They have raised the cost for every conservative, for everyone who disagrees with uh, them. That is the Marxist left in this country, the Marxist Dems. Uh, you mentioned the red and the blue states. The bars are uh, they are colored, uh, and the fact of the matter is those red state bars are getting fewer and fewer, uh, and the blue uh, deeper by the by the day. What is the response from the judiciary? Uh, the, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. We'll start with that. Uh, he's responsible. John Roberts is responsible for the federal judiciary. And what he is watching is eight years of political persecution of Donald Trump. He yep, is yep. watching ignorance on the part of the left and what they are doing to, to citizens who just simply, simply disagree with them on politics and they're being yep. destroyed. And no, yep. and everyone is mute on it. Uh, what do you recommend is the, the solution? Listen, I agree with you that what we are seeing from the Biden administration and from Democrat DAs is an absolute abuse of power. The four indictments against Donald Trump are garbage. This is in over 200 years of our nation's history. We've never indicted a president or a former president or a major candidate for president. And, and the Democrats have done so four times. And it's because they hate him so much that they are willing to try to do anything they can to destroy him. And there's an irony to this. So like all good Marxists, the cultural Marxists twist words and often what they say they are for is precisely the opposite. As, as Orwell said in, in 1984, two plus two equals five. And if they demand that, everyone must, must agree with it. Well, in this instance, all virtue signaling Democrats say they are defending democracy, by which they mean electing left-wing cultural right. Marxists. But the irony is, this abuse of power against Donald Trump is a massive assault on democracy. The reason they are bringing these cases is because they're terrified that next November, the American people will vote to reelect Donald Trump. And that scares them out of their mind and they're willing to do everything they can. The Biden Justice Department is willing to do everything it can to abuse its power to stop democracy. And so this book on woke, I want to encourage all your viewers, all your listeners. It's available in every bookstore in America. You can get it on Amazon online and, or Barnes and Noble or Books a Million. Go order a copy and, and, and Christmas is coming up. It makes a great gift. Get it for your mom. Get it, get it for your kids. Your kids need to understand what's going on in this book. It's fun. It's readable. It tells stories. It's not an abstract academic tome. It is useful and real world. And, and I wrote this because if we don't understand what's happening to the country, we're not going to be able to pull it back. 
I think you've picked up on some very, very important marketing skills, Senator. And we <laughs> we are sitting here in awe. And you left out friends and uh, neighbors as well. Uh, Absolutely. We I'm a capitalist, an unapologetic capitalist. Amen, brother. Great to have you with us and best of luck again. Congratulations on the book. We recommend it highly. Thanks so much, Senator. Thank you. Senator Ted Cruz, the book is entitled Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism in America. And I want you to know I recommend it to you highly. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. Our guest here tomorrow on The Great America Show will be our Great America foreign policy experts, Gordon Chang and Tony Schaefer. Hope you'll join us for that. And each and every day, please join us. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered Internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home... Yes, cool. ...or attending one live... You can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement of the restrictions apply.